We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks from KCSN, which features three shows each week in Border War, hosted by former Jayhawks guard Jeff Hawkins and Mizzou forward Jarrett Sutton. Ain't No Seats with Ryan Reinhardt, Anthony Bax, and Braden Turner, and Booth Review, covering Jayhawks football with Kent Swanson and weekly special guests. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. Stay up to date on all things KU with KCSN. And now, the latest on the Kansas Jayhawks. What's good, folks? Welcome back in. We're here today to talk about a lot of KU basketball. Um, obviously, Bill Self news. He had his presser the other day. We're going to talk about the transfer portal guys, guys that are leaving KU, guys that can potentially be at KU um, next year. But before we get into that, AB, can you tell us about our title sponsor, Emprise Bay? Ooh, Emprise Bank, baby. You can open an account there in less than five minutes if you didn't know that. Uh, the savings just start there, though. Emprise is a trusted partner with a variety of products and services to help you achieve your goals. Don't be tethered to a brick building. Start a meaningful relationship with a bank that has your best in mind. Braden, uh, Bill Self has our best in his mind, it sounds like to me. I, I was so fired up when I heard those quotes yesterday because I honestly didn't know what was going to come out of it when they scheduled that presser. presser. Yeah, yeah, and it's. I know people have been waiting to hear from Bill Self. It's been obviously had the health scares in Kansas City at the Big Twelve tournament. Didn't get to coach in the NCAA tournament, so everyone's been worried. There was a ton of retirement rumors going on just because the health. Bill's always talked about not coaching for super long time until he's old, so everyone was a little worried. But I feel like it was it was stressful, but it was kind of worth the wait with some of the stuff he was saying that the presser and it got me super fired up i know you said you had some quotes i wrote some quotes down too and it has me super fired up and i don't know if this will sound like a bad thing but maybe like the health scares and obviously we want bill self to be as healthy as possible but it could end up being a massive thing for him long term just because kind of is a wake-up call for him to get healthy but it, he could also it could be a huge thing for KU fans too because this I think it got him rejuvenated has him focused on his health obviously long term um, and he's planning on being here for a while now it sounds like I mean it, with his comments it made it seem like I, I think we would have guessed maybe five more years out of him but maybe yeah. get even longer close to maybe a decade and he calls it quits 
shit, maybe a decade from now when he's 70. Um, but yeah, I just, I wanted to see, obviously you're fired up about the comments you just said, but maybe if you, if you wanted to read some quotes or what stuck out to you and what you thought about his presser in general. Yeah, I'll, I'll start with like the future for him. Uh, but there were also some like recruiting notes that I got in there that kind of were interesting to me at least. Um, but like he said, he was a hundred percent positive. He'll be coaching for or going forward, which is great right off the bat. And then after that, everyone was at ease, just taking it all in. It was great. Um, but he said he reflected a lot over the last month. And the one thing he can tell you without question, he said, quote, I miss my job. I love my job and I want to do my job for a long time. And all this did from a jobs job standpoint was reconfirm how much I love doing what I do. So like, it, and he he kind of said that when the FBI stuff came out that it kind of rejuvenated him a little bit and what was like it almost like struck a competitive chord I think with him, but I don't know like you said it it kind of felt like he was going to be the guy to retire at sixty five and go live on a golf course by the be- by the beach I know that purchase that he made earlier in the week kind of made some people nervous but I I don't know man he he feels locked in now and like you said it might be a blessing in disguise in ten years down the road yeah. Yeah, I think I think he's rejuvenated, obviously, to turn the roster around this offseason. Um, he talked about one of his quotes was, I need to be living in the portal right now, and that's exactly what I'm doing. He's been traveling, having Zoom visits with guys, in-home visits. Um, I think my favorite quote, obviously, of the presser, but maybe one of Bill's, my all-time favorite Bill self-quotes was, and this came from Jayhawk Slant, um, he said, so my goal is to take this place to a whole different level that we've never mm-hmm. been to before, and we've been to a really high level. And, yeah, that just that just reaffirms um, how long he potentially might want to coach. Um, we all, we've all heard how competitive Bill Self is. He wants to be the best. I think he solidified himself as the best coach in the country after he won his second natty last year. But I don't know. I mean, he does get respect as, all, as an all-time coach, but I feel like if – I feel like he's probably obviously super motivated to be in the conversation mm-hmm. uh, as an all-timer, like one of the best ever. I think he could do that with one or two more. I We personally are biased. We think he's one of the best, but I think he could coach close to 10 more years, maybe five plus, and solidify himself in everyone's mind as one of the best to ever do it. Yeah, that's kind of what I took from it too when he said all that, like he wants to make this place better and go on a run that this place has never seen before, like, we talk about all the time how we're maybe the luckiest fan base in college basketball. There's no other team we'd rather root for. And now we get to hopefully get whatever Bill Self is talking about going forward. Like, if he does what he's talking about, he might be considered the greatest of all time because that would include multiple more national championships, multiple more Final Fours, probably nine more Big 12 titles in 10 years. Like, <laughs> it's going to just add to a resume that's already ridiculous. And I know he can't guarantee anything, but, I mean, shit. He's been coaching for, what, 40 years now? And he played for all the way up until that? Like, he's just a competitive dude. His whole life has revolved around competition. And Mm -hmm. he just got built back up. So I don't want to see on the other side. Because right now, what other coach scares you? Like, before, you know, you said you had Coach K. And when Cal was running at his finest, he's certainly not anymore. But it was like a conversation, who's the best in the game right now? You can name like seven dudes. Right now, it's one dude and who's in second. You can't even really come up with a guy. Honestly, just when the retirement rumors were spreading around and me and you and Ryan and obviously talking to other people just about what coach you would want to replace him, you can't really even think of one, like an active mm-hmm. coach or even an upcoming guy. Obviously, there'd be names, Nate Oates and things like that. Um, 
I know like people were saying like Jay, get Jay right out of retirement. Like that would have been super tough, but yeah, Bill Self, when he said, when I think of the end now, I think it's further away. And I think, yeah, the health stuff, I think he really sat back and was just like, dude, if I can just take care of myself, be good going forward. Um, obviously the NL situation is NIL situation is really good at KU. I think he just probably sat back, reflected, um, and he's always said, I have the best job. He would never leave for the NBA. So he knows how good it is in Lawrence. And I think he knows if he gets his health straight that he could be here for a while. And like I said, solidify himself as one of the best ever. So I thought that presser was amazing. And mm-hmm. he gave us a lot of a lot of stuff that he usually doesn't. I mean, Bill Self's usually a super honest guy. When KU plays like shit, he tells us one of, one of his players plays really well. He tells us how terrific they were. Like he was making... I mean, we'll get into that later, but he was making comments about Kyle Cuff, um, talking about they need a big man to transfer in um, that can get you 20 and 10 a night, which we'll get. Were you you surprised about that, though, how seriously people took that comment? The Kyle Cuff one? No, 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 the big men to get you 20 and 10. Like, I mean, I'm I'm sure there's some truth to it, but what he started off with before that was he said he wanted a guy that was longer than everybody on the court shot. 60% 60% from two, 40% from three, 90% from the free throw line, yeah. was the most athletic player in the court, never turned it over, and was awesome on defense. And then he laughed and then went on to say big men that average 20 and 10. Yeah. We all know that there's certainly interest in Hunter Dickinson, it sounds like. So, sure, he could be pointing at that. But I also didn't really take that as like – because that almost makes it sound like KJ has no shot at starting at the five next year, which then throws yeah. everything up in the air. Like, I, I don't – I can picture a scenario where KJ is still the only starting big man and he just goes crazy on wings, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And that's, that's something I've been hearing this whole off season is that Bill obviously loves KJ. Like mm-hmm. that's the guy that we've all kind of said, we'll start every game um, throughout his KU career. I don't know if that's true or not, but we know how much he loves him, but I've just been hearing all off season that they were kind of done with that experiment, that experiment with him at the five. And I think we obviously knew that was all an issue last year. Um, they didn't have a true big. They had some off the bench that you couldn't really rely on. I think Ernest will end up being a great player. Zuby, hopefully, too. But they obviously need to make big-time moves in the portal. Um, and Bill Self, that's – obviously, we know Bill Self. He loves playing through bigs, feeding the post, letting them eat. So I don't know if you want to keep talking about the uh, Bill Self presser at all. If you want to move on to the portal, we can talk um, – we can there were there were a couple more things he said that I wanted okay. to get to, uh, but I did want to ask about KJ, mm-hmm. at least your opinion of him. Like I didn't know that they were done with that experiment. It makes sense, like it, they worked it because they had to, but I almost thought that Zuby might transfer because you look at the roster now, especially if they're looking at a big. KJ was going to play a lot of minutes, and uh, Ernie was ahead of Zuby already. I mean, you could say, I guess Zuby was ahead first and then he got hurt and then it nervous kind of took over. But I was a little surprised that all three of them stuck around. Do you think KJ's like good enough to make the transition to like a stretch four? Because Bill's not going back to two bigs that only have a middle of the lane game. Like, is he good enough to make the switch to a four or is it a situation where he's going to try it next year? It may not work out. Who knows? In two years, he might be gone, even though we love him so much and he was awesome this year. Yeah, that's what worries me with KJ is I can't I can't picture him playing the four. Um, obviously, he can't. He's not a jump shooter. Um, so he I, tried to be a little bit this year. He pulled up some mid ranges. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I just I've been hearing that they they just they love KJ and they want to play him a lot. He plays with a ton of energy, obviously. But 
can't play him at the five anymore. He's six, seven. Um, so they're obviously active in the portal with a bunch of guys, but I don't know. It is, it's kind of crazy to think about because I know they're really hard. They're really in on Hunter Dick, Dickinson right now. Um, and then they're trying to, a big man from Temple is trying to set up a visit too. So I don't know if they're trying to get, and someone mentioned him being like a Tarek Black guy. Mm-hmm. Um, where he comes off the bench and we have a good backup big. So that kind of worries me too with Ernest and Zuby. And I kind of thought about them where they they were at mentally um, as far as transferring or moving on from KU. But obviously they're sticking around unless something crazy were to change. But I don't know. I, I'm i kind of with playing maybe like a Dickinson at the five or like a Graham EK from Wyoming. And then you surround him with four guards or four wings guys that can defend guys that are long um and can stretch the floor and shoot because i know they have a guy coming in this weekend visiting and he can really shoot it and that's kind of what i've been looking forward to is dewan just being surrounded by shooters and i think mm-hmm. our offense can be elite i think dewan's a really solid jump shooter but i think dewan around a bunch of shooters and then like a hunter dickinson who you can feed all day throw lobs to and he can stretch the floor and shoot threes i think you get Hunter Dickinson, I think you can be looking at one of the best teams in the country next year. Yeah, and Bill Bill mentioned that too, not exact names or anything, but someone asked him if he thought his team was a top 10 team in the, I think they're called like the way too early predictions or whatever. And he said they've got a lot of work to do, but he's hopeful in the coming weeks that they'll be better than a top 10 team, which got me yeah. excited too. Because at this point, and it's so hard with college basketball now, like, before you could say oh well after the 08 championship everybody left and we have some guys like Sharon and some guys coming in like Tyshawn but that team was like you knew they weren't going to be awesome you knew they weren't going to contend for a national title now it feels like depending on how the month of April and May go like you could turn in from a four seed that gets blown out in the second round to a you know potential number one overall seed that has a real chance to win a championship so I I know we get and transfer transfer portal helps everybody, but I think the big name schools just really munch. There's one other thing that he said about the roster. Um, he was saying like Dewan's back and the bigs are back, but everybody else is gone, which creates opportunity now for us to go out and try and recruit three of the best players in America to fill those spots. And he all he, he kind of made it sound like the freshman coming in, he's not expecting like a major role out of any of them. Yeah. Yeah, and I think good with me. One, Great with me. Yeah, I think so too. And I think the only one you could really make a case for is El Marco. I know the staff loves him, and I know a couple of people that were down in Houston for the McDonald's game. Um, and obviously, like two four seven sports rivals, really were hyping him up. Um, I know someone I talked to said he was the best guard there, and there were some really damn good guards. I know the McDonald's game was actually kind of interesting this year because they tried. I don't know if you watch that but it wasn't like an all-star game it was actually like a really good game where they played defense and competed but there were some really good guards in that game and they said El Marco was one of the best guards there the whole week so yeah I know they got Marcus Adams Jr. coming in um is he still coming isn't that up in the air a little bit now I mean I think he's coming to KU but is he still going to reclassify I think he's still going to reclass but and then they they got um McDowell they got Chris Johnson coming in so yeah I think like you said I think the only the only freshman that really could see legit playing time is El Marco, maybe as like a backup, even two guard or to Dewan to spell him some minutes. But um, before before we get into the portal and stuff, um, we're going to talk about guys that left, guys that might be coming in. Let's take a quick break. 
You're listening to the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So I think a lot of names, um, I think a lot of names that ended up putting their names in the portal from KU, I think we kind of expected them. I think there was a few surprises to me. One was definitely Bobby. Um, Not crazy surprising, just the way Bill talked about him last year at the end of the year banquet, the national title banquet. Um, Just had super high hopes for him going forward. I think KU fans, um, every time we get a point guard that comes in, I think we automatically start to hype them up because of our history with Bill. So I think I got myself to a point where I thought Bobby um, was going to end up being a really good point guard. Um, I is, think it just is Bill is Bill over two on that now, or am I missing some? Do I just not realize the positives where he's like hyping guys up like nobody's business? Remember that with Quentin Grimes, Early, yeah. like the best player in the history of the world. Yeah, and he came yeah. in and he he was fine, but he wasn't what he was supposed to be or built up to be. He turned out to be really good, but now with Bobby as well, it's like okay, well, I'm just not gonna like take anything Bill says like that seriously until I see it. I love. I him. think I think he's really good uh, at predicting the guys that have already been there that are coming back that are gonna have a good year, like Oach, um, mm-hmm. and then Jalen, obviously. But yeah, a guy like Bobby, he really hyped up Quentin Grimes. He said was better than any of the guards he had at Illinois, which is crazy. Grimes is obviously in the league and then took Houston um, to the Final Four. But kind of sad to see Bobby go. I thought um, I saw a future here for him, but Juan's going to be here a couple more years. I don't see Bobby really playing the two guard. He can't really. Uh, didn't shoot well enough. Yeah. yeah. And so that that didn't shock me. I think it was a good move for him. And Bill even said that too, I think, in the presser. was It was, was kind of – he basically – implied that it was good for all parties. Obviously, he doesn't want to see guys go, but he he basically said he he was happy that those guys will be able to go somewhere and play. Um, I think the one I wanted back, and I wanted to I wanted to see him grow at KU, and I'm pretty I've at least heard I'm pretty positive the staff was trying to get him back or would have been happy to have him back was MJ, former five star um, McDonald's guy. He ended up hitting the portal. Hopefully, he finds a great home. He's obviously super talented. He had a super tough year dealt with kidney stones, sicknesses, stuff like that. So he was always behind all year, it felt like. Um, and it would have been a huge spark off the bench for us because we didn't have too much depth. But I wanted to know how you felt about MJ, if you wanted him back. Um, and I guess, yeah, just where you were with MJ's decision. I uh, I mean, I was open to it because he had all the pedigree. But I, 
I kind of, it clicked for me in February or something. I think we talked about it on the, the pod. But it just didn't feel like he was going to come back. Like, I know things didn't go well for him personally with his health and everything. But even when he did get his minutes or opportunity, like, it felt like something wasn't clicking between him and the staff. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just seeing that wrong because you're saying the staff loves him. Um, but it just, it never really felt like a natural fit. Um, and, you know, it's it's sad because you get excited for these guys. But um, what did, so I, I may have not been following close enough on the health stuff. Did he have health stuff in the Big 12 tournament? I don't I don't remember for sure. I just know rem- earlier in the year he kind of dealt with the sickness and then had the kidney stones and stuff like that. And or not Big guess, 12, not Big 12. Sorry, NCAA first round versus Howard. He didn't play a minute. Yeah, yeah. I think he was hurt for that game or something. Okay. So yeah, he just he had a tough year and I guess he just didn't really enjoy himself in Lawrence. And I think that was just stuff off the court where he kind of got off to a slow start practice wise before the year. Um, and then obviously the stuff I just talked about, but then the other one, um, and it kind of has me worried. I've just kind of been in my head about it, about the guy, um, that's going to be visiting this weekend. Who's a shooter can really score it. Just like the guy that just left KU, um, and he went to a mid major Joe Yesifu. I know we were super, I at least was super excited about, um, the last year he was at Drake. He killed it to end the year. He was great in the NCAA tournament. We thought he'd come here and be an electric scorer. He never could really find big-time minutes. There were some nights where he was a nice spark off the bench, would hit a couple threes, um, but never really lived up to the hype, I guess. He was one of the biggest names in the portal that year. I think we were pretty pumped for him to come in and contribute. He got a national title last year, obviously. But, yeah, I was expecting a bigger role from Joe at KU. Kind of sad to see him go, but I also expected it because I didn't see him starting this year and like I said Juan will be here a couple more years yeah that's that's my main takeaway with all of it with both those guards leaving is neither of them are big enough shoot well enough or good enough slashers and get into the rim to play a two beside Dewan. so we know Dewan's not leaving it they just weren't going to find that that just it felt like a lock that they were going to go to me at least it's yeah. it's upsetting because we we're exciting for or excited for both of them but at, at some point you just got to like look at the reality and they're just they're not minutes for him. That's kind of that. That's why I brought up Zuby too earlier. Like, if we're recruiting another big and KJ is playing a four and Ernie comes in and plays, like, what's Zuby's minutes looking like? That's almost like redshirt territory at that point. If they do get a Dickinson, a guy that's going to play thirty-two minutes a night, on top of the other bigs you already have, and a system that doesn't play two bigs anymore. So, yeah, yeah. I just I don't see how they would get a ton of minutes. Obviously. Maybe you slide, I mean, Dickinson's 6'10", 6'11", so he's not really going to play the four. Maybe you could throw those two out there um, defensively, I guess, to protect the rim. But, yeah, it'd be tough for at least one of those guys. Like, maybe Ernest and Orzubi will play a little bit to back Dickinson up, but one of them's probably not going to play at all. So, yeah, that's... And that's all assuming we get him, obviously, but... But then also you got to think, yeah, maybe a red shirt or they're only sophomores. Dickinson would only be here for a year, so they can learn some things from him, obviously, and just work this offseason and get better. Um, the next guy I wanted to talk about, Zach Clements, which that situation is just wild to me. Just because if we went back to our podcast last offseason, I would assume I at least, yeah, you you were right. Um, I for sure probably penciled him as a starter at the five. I know his freshman year, he played some pretty solid minutes. Um, I remember the Oklahoma game at Allen Fieldhouse where he hit a big three in a big 12 game. Um, so I had high hopes going forward for Zach just because he could stretch the floor. 
Um, and Bill Self's obviously super good at developing. It obviously makes sense. I just think it's wild. Some people had him starting mm-hmm. after we won the national title because Dave was leaving. But what were your thoughts on Zach hitting the portal? I hadn't really thought about this, but going back to like an episode from last year, if you would have told me then that 18 months from now, we wouldn't have Clemens, Bobby, Jessifu, or MJ Rice on the roster. Things would have either gone unbelievably well or unbelievably bad, but really it's neither. They just, other guys stepped up. Um, Clemens, he was fun and he had a, like a skill set that was like, I think you need like long, big, can step out and shoot. Like, I think that's very valuable in today's game, but he just, he looked a little overmatched at times. I don't want to like take it. It's not personal. He just, he's a thinner dude and he couldn't bang with some of these bigs and it just, like I, like we said with the other guys, it just never really clicked to get in a rhythm and play consistent minutes. And looking forward with the portal now, you can't really project minutes going forward. So it sucks. It's crazy. But sometimes it just doesn't work out like we hope. Yeah. And then just lastly, we'll touch on this quickly, but the least surprising one was obviously Cam Martin. I think that's been in the works for a while. I don't Great guy. Um, he was really damn good for Jeff Boshi at Missouri Southern, but was never going to see minutes um, at KU. Unfortunately, there's a lot of bigs ahead of him. So that's the least surprising um, one of all those guys. And then the last guy I wanted to touch on, hasn't hit the portal yet. I I truly don't know what's going on. I A lot of people don't. KU, Bill Self doesn't even really know what's going on, the head coach at Kansas. So anyone you talk to, and this is true, Kyle Cuff loves Kansas. He wants to stay here. Um, he loves it in Lawrence. Pretty sure he has a girlfriend here or something. Um, and I admire it, dude. Like, I I think his love for KU is pretty awesome. He wants to prove himself. Supposedly, he's been working his ass off this offseason so far. So, I don't know if he's going to hit the portal. Um, I really don't know what's going on. Bill doesn't know. A lot of people don't. People just assume because there's probably no minutes for him. Um, so, I, I truly don't know what's going on for Kyle Cuff. I think they need scholarships. Obviously, they just lost. Um, Jalen's gone. Grady's gone. I guess we'll get to Kevin after this, but I wanted to know, um, I guess your thoughts, if you have any thoughts on Kyle Cuff at all. Um, not really. Um, just on a general point though, like maybe he's just a guy that he'd rather experience Kansas basketball, even in like a very low, low role for a few years rather than go to like New Mexico State or some small school where, yeah, you'd get to play and you'd probably put up good numbers, but it's not really the same. I I don't know. Maybe I'm crazy in that, but I feel like I could see myself doing that. Like, yeah, I'm not going to play here, but KU basketball is like a special thing. I've built, like grown close to it being here. Maybe he just wants to go along for the ride and I don't know, but that's just me speculating a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, so um, before we get into Kevin McCuller, which could be huge for next year's team, um, and some potential guys that could be transferring in, some guys that are setting up visits, have visits this weekend in Lawrence, let's take another quick break. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're back. Um, I'm excited about this part because I feel like the listeners are going to want to hear just about the portal, guys that might be coming in, guys that might be visiting. AB, I want to, I guess, school you a little bit, talking mm-hmm. to you about the portal just because I know you love the old Kansas Jayhawks. Stuff's tough to keep up with. I know right after the season ended, 
I feel like Ryan was definitely, he was absolutely more positive than me. So he right away was just saying, I'm locked into the transfer portal that night. I was like, okay, I'm over that loss. I don't think this team was going to win at all. Bill, I don't even know if he would have coached in Vegas if we made it. Who knows? Um, but I, I dove into the portal right away. Um, I guess before we talk about those guys, um, talk about Kevin McCuller a little bit. I truly don't know a ton. I know there's been rumblings that he potentially could come back. Um, he, he's definitely going to test the waters. A lot of kids, you guys have done that. Everyone should do that. We've all said that. I think he can make a nice living overseas too. I know he's a fringe draft pick. Um, I, I believe, I don't know if I'm right here. I think you, I think you have the presser um, quotes from Bill down a little better than me, but he said something about McCuller coming back could benefit him, right? Yeah, he. so he basically meant it in terms of like him coming back would be as good for him as it would be for anyone. Like he didn't really compare it to Jalen and Ochai because they're different players, but kind of like, hey, like they were role players. They were, you know, important to us and they stepped in, took a role and dominated. I don't know if that's the sell from a color because like I said, he's not he's not a guy that's going to go get you 20 a night, even if he improves like vastly. Um but yeah, in in a way, he said he could improve on some things if he came back. But it was in no way of like saying he should come back, if that makes sense. More of just saying, if he wants to do it, you know, we'll have him and you'll get better. Yeah, yeah, because me and you obviously went to senior night against Tech. And they kind of imply obviously Jalen was gone. We knew that he could yeah. be a fringe first rounder, early second, one of the best players in the country last year. They kind of insinuated both are gone all week. I think Kevin even insinuated it, but I think. I think your goal is always going to be the NBA. You want to go to the next level, but I think this offseason he's probably had some time to think. And every player that comes to KU sticks around for a while, develops, gets better. And I think next year he could come back. He's been in Bill's self system for a year, come back, be one of the better scorers um, on the team. Last year, obviously, he was the third or so option behind Grady or behind Grady and Jalen. Um, so I, th- I re- the older I get too, I feel like I'm at least. Um, fair, I guess, with these guys making decisions. I feel like when I was younger, I just had no idea, and I want everyone to come back, like a Drew Gooden or something in 2002, where I'm like, he's got to come back, or stuff like that. Darrell Arthur, guys from the idol team. Um, Big one. Yeah, yeah, Cole Aldridge. Um, so I feel like the older I get, I'm pretty, pretty level-headed with it. Obviously, um, not great. Uh-oh. Answer it. Obviously, um, like Grady, I think a lot of people, they started getting their hopes up about Grady. And I know I talked to people close to Grady and they were saying it was a super tough decision for him just because he loves KU. And he's a great personality, but it just, it sucks for Grady. He doesn't get to leave like a legacy or an impact and Mm -hmm. doesn't really get to be remembered a ton. Obviously, we'll always have the jokes that surrounded Grady with his last name, um, but with Kevin McCuller, I truly, I personally think he should come back. Um, and I think he could be, like I said, one of the top two scorers on the team. Maybe him or like a Dickinson that comes back or one of the freshmen or someone they get from the portal. But I really think Kevin McCuller, with how good he is both sides of the ball, um, as a defender, I think if he can prove himself as a scorer and as an outside threat, I see him getting drafted next year. If you can do that at one of the best schools in the country, average say 13 15 points be a reliable jump shooter i truly think kevin mcclure could get drafted next year i think he should come back i know like i said i keep saying fringe draft pick i 
He might not get drafted and he can be overseas. So I think if he comes back, say he doesn't have a great year, I think overseas could always be there for him. And I think he can make a living over there. I think he could play overseas for a really long time just because he plays so hard. Any team can use him. He defends. He does all the little things. He's a winner. So I think he, I truly think he should come back, not just for KU's sake. I think for Kevin's sake, I think Bill Self's sending him that same message. So I truly hope Kevin's back. Some people are like questioning it just because he's not this elite scorer that we're used to at KU. I don't know how you could question that. Look how hard he plays. Look how hard he played against Arkansas. Um, I would just be thrilled over the moon to have Kevin McClure back next year. Mm-hmm. It's it's kind of a weird spot because Bill also said that they have to, you know, recruit guys in the portal like they are gone because you can't rely on that. And then he gets good news at the combine and then you're just fucked. Um, so that's I, I just wish the transfer portal was moved back a little bit to like after the draft or something, because, you know, is there a second like time period that they can do that? Because it also affects, you know, players on the roster. What if? You know, I mean, obviously it doesn't really fit our team right now because we don't have any bigs leaving. But, for example, you have Zuby and Ernie on the bench. If we had this stud big that just left and they were planning on stepping in and playing, now they can't transfer. Now they have to sit yeah. out a year. Now they miss the whole summer workout, like, plan or whatever. So, I don't know. It. I feel like it makes recruiting impossible. Um, yeah. Just not knowing with some guys. And, obviously, you welcome them back, but you kind of got to play priorities on do you want to wait and see if McCuller comes back or do you want to try if you have an opportunity to go get a top five player in the portal that plays a wing and you already have another wing locked up from the portal do you just not go after him because you hope McCuller comes back like that's where it gets hairy and that's you know but like you said if he does want to come back I'll welcome him with open arms he's just one of those guys that you don't care if he scores two points or 20 points he's gonna go out there and play his ass off and make plays yeah, that's funny you say all that because I was I was thinking about that the other day and how the portal just stresses me out and I wonder if it stresses Bill and them out because it's just like, what if they take, like for example, what if they take like a Nick Timberlake who's going to be um, in Lawrence this weekend and then say a guy tests the waters and a guy that maybe they thought was going to go to the league ends up not and they could have recruited him. Um, like, like Remy and um, McCuller, for example, we got them middle of May. Mm-hmm. A month from now, so there's going to be some guys that are in the portal that we aren't even thinking about. Um, but I was talking to someone about that, and they kind of were telling me like the staff has a pretty good feel on who's going to come back, who's going to test the waters, um, and potentially transfer like from other schools. So they said the staff's on top of it. Um, so I think there's no reason to stress, especially since what I just said about Kevin and Remy, they got them in the middle of May. Um, I wanted to get into the transfer portal. I have a ton of names written down. I know probably try to wrap this up in the next like five to 10 minutes. So I wanted to try to go through these guys quick. AB, I'll try to be smooth here and give you a little portal update. Um, we talked about Hunter Dickinson a lot. We Anyone who watches college basketball knows how good he is. He's phenomenal, plays with a ton of energy. I can just picture him inside of Allen Fieldhouse, pumping up the crowd with dunks, hitting threes. He's a 40% three-point shooter, 6'10", averaged 19-9 and last year. Bill said in his presser about getting someone that averaged 20-10, and we automatically started thinking about him. Um, He's the number one guy in the portal. It's not even close. He would be a perfect fit at KU, especially with what Bill does, just feeds the post, Um, and then he'd be a guy that can stretch the floor. So he's going to get a ton of NIL money. I know Maryland's rumored for him, Georgetown, 
Both of those are closer to home for him. He had a Zoom meeting with Kentucky. He had a Zoom with us this earlier this week. That hasn't really been public info, but he did have a Zoom with us. They're working super hard to get him on campus for a visit, which would be huge. I think our NIL would be obviously better than like a Maryland, so I think we could outbid them. I personally, I think Hunter Dickinson's obviously a guy that wants to go win. He was at a pretty solid program. Michigan, I know they had a tough year, but I wouldn't get the move to Maryland. I know they made the tournament. Um, I think they were in the 8-9 game. They beat West Virginia, but I feel like that's not like a national title contender. I know they have a guy on their staff that's connected with him, but I think KU has a really good shot here. Arkansas's trying, um, but Bill, I think Bill, that's obviously priority one, so he's trying to get Hunter Dickinson before they get another big on campus or really go hard after another big, so that's another part of the portal that, like you were talking about, stresses you out because mm-hmm. you try to put your eggs all in one basket and then maybe they go somewhere else and then the other big commits. So, yeah, Hunter Dickinson, I I think he can make or break the offseason. That sounds crazy to me. But I truly think if they got him and they could just fill the other roster spots, starting five with a guard um, and then another wing, I think like a Juan, Kevin, Juan, Kevin McCuller, and Hunter Dickinson, if they have those three next year, yeah. be as good as anyone in the country. I was going to say that those three plus whoever, if KJ's playing a four or another wing, and then El Marco Jackson, or I mean, yeah, but that, that's kind of where I'm, why I'm saying it. Bill said he wanted to recruit three of the best players in the country. Feels like those are all going to be starters, so we're locked into Dewan for sure. And then after that, who knows? I think he's yeah. open to it too. Which is good. and then and then I mentioned it earlier. Um, Nicholas Timberlake. He played at Towson. Um, he can just absolutely shoot the basketball. He'll be here tomorrow. He has a visit set with UConn next weekend. Supposedly KU's really going to push. Um, for a commitment this weekend, not not let him get out of Lawrence, um, not let him make that UConn visit. So they're really trying to get him, which I talked about surrounding Juan with shooters. It'd be great. They didn't obviously they had Grady last year, but outside of him, they didn't have too much consistent shooting. I was actually texting Rye about this, and I think you might enjoy this, and maybe some KU fans might too. But sure, last year he had a seven game span where he was thirty three for sixty one from three. 54%. Um, he was 42% from three, 41% the year before, so he can absolutely shoot it. I talked Some about Brandon Joe. Green stuff. I, I talked about Joe um, being a mid-major, and it didn't really work, and we were so excited. So that kind of has me um, hesitant. Obviously, they're not the same players. I'm not going to say he's going to be like Joe. I think that's just one worry some KU fans have. But he'll be here this weekend. I think KU has a really good shot. I know he visited UNC. He'll visit UConn, but... Bill's really pushing for him. Um, they're, they're also trying to get Primo Spears um, out of the portal. Georgetown guard. Um, he averaged 16 last year. One of the best assist men in the country. So I think we've always talked about two guards playing under Bill, how good our teams are. So I think him and Juan would be pretty solid together. Can he shoot? And I think um, he was 41% from the field and 30 from three, which I don't want him. worries me a little bit. Um, but also you got to think how bad Georgetown was. So I think he probably had to force a lot. I think he could be better under Bill where he'll be shooting less, maybe be more efficient. Um, another one, Akeem Hart, Maryland. I his like you'll look at his it's another one of those things where people just look at stats and automatically assume that the player's not that great or not KU good. He averaged ten points a game, 
the athletic has a really good um, article about all, all the portal transfers and just rankings. If you wanted to go read that, any of the listeners are you, and they did a write up on Hakeem Hart, and it just sounds like a guy that Bill Self absolutely would love. Um, they said he does everything right. They said last year he was um, by far their most effective player. Um, they said when he's on the floor, they beat its opponents by nearly 15 points per 100% possessions. Um, and then they said they lost by nine points per 100 possessions when he wasn't on the floor. So just a winner, does everything right, was one of Maryland's best players last year. I guess it was the most Um, He's a wing. Wing? Okay. I'm all, yeah. in, on, all in on the wings. Um, and then uh, people have asked about LJ Cryer. Don't see that happening at all. I think I thought K State at first because of Tang. I guess he's probably going to end up at Houston. I think K State actually has a chance, but they came out and said that LJ Cryer wanted to be a ball dominant guard. He wanted to have the ball in his hands. Um, so I know Flagler had the ball a lot for Baylor last year. I think that's why he's leaving. I don't see that happening with KU. I know they've reached out, but obviously we know who's going to have the ball in his hands a lot um, the next few years. Bill Self's favorite player ever. Um, a lot of rumors have been going on about Harrison Ingram. Um, he transferred from Stanford. That's been a rumor for like a month now that he was going to come to KU even before he hit the portal. I guess that's not happening. KU is not seriously invested. Probably going to end up at UNC. He's a former five-star. So I know KU fans were super excited about that. That one's not happening. Uh, maybe I'll be wrong, but there's another Stanford guy. Hasn't hit the portal. He, he went to Bishop Miege. Don't even want to say his name, but that's another rumor. The Stanford guys has been the thing all off season. Sure, no one will be able to figure that one out. I don't know if that one's going to happen either. Um, and then another, I was talking about Hunter Dickinson earlier and how I'm worried if we don't get him, we might miss out on another big. And one of the bigs or one of the players, just overall players I love out of the portal the most um, is Graham E.K. out of um, Wyoming. Six foot ten big man. He's a lefty. AB, I think you would love that. A lefty big that can shoot it, make a little yeah. mid ranger, can dunk, plays with energy. I think you need to watch his highlights after this. Mm -hmm. Little YouTube highlights get you hyped up a little Part bit. Average, by the way, he averaged 20 and 10 two years ago. He didn't play last year due to injury, but he averaged 20 and 10. Bill Self's favorite numbers this week. I wanted to read you some of his games from two years ago. Um, 35 and 14, 29 and 15, 25 and 18, 28 and 12, 27 and 12, 23 and 15. Good God. Supposedly he might end up at Providence. It came out yesterday that he committed there and then the tweet was deleted. Um, but they were trying to get him in for a visit this weekend in Lawrence. And so I guess that kind of has me excited for Hunter Dickinson because maybe they just they think they're in a great spot with him. The NIL money's yeah. great, but I would love to get one of those two and i think you would love it even more because you're a lefty big man yourself and both of them are too just so, as skilled as them i make all my layups and, yeah, yeah. Who's and this then, uh who's this battle kid that everyone's talking about yeah this first thing so khalif battle not the Khalid, guy i was looking at yeah, yeah so. he um he i guess he's kind of a head case i know he i forget where he was at before temple it might have been ucf maybe Jordan, you might have to look that one up. I forget somehow, but he's insanely talented. Um, I think we've kind of cooled on him. So I don't know what's going on there. I think maybe they're confident in other guards. Maybe they're confident in McCuller coming back. I'm not sure, but he was another guy. They were, supposedly they were trying to get, yeah, he was at Butler. Yeah, super mm -hmm. talented, ended up at Temple, was kind of coming off the bench. 
for them, but still scoring. He's super talented. Um, mostly KU was trying to get him, Timberlake, and EK originally to all visit this weekend and get them. Obviously, that's not happening with Battle or EK. Timberlake will be here. They're trying to get him. So I don't know if they've cooled on those two. Maybe it's because they feel good about Dickinson or another big. Um, and then Battle, yeah, I'm not sure. Maybe they like another guard, but I know um, another big they're looking at, 6'11", Caden Shedrick from Virginia. He's a m monster rim protector, pretty oh, yeah. solid recruit. Um, and then the one I was talking about earlier from Temple, Jamal Reynolds. They're setting up. They're currently setting up a visit. The visit's not set. He averaged ten and five last year, so the numbers don't look amazing. But he only played twenty minutes a game. I said Tark. That's the guy who I said they could see as a Tark Black role off the bench. Just have a big that because last year, like we said, there wasn't a big that would come in and even give you decent minutes, especially to start the year. So they're in on so many guys. I'm not sure who all they're really like balls deep invested in oh. sorry that was probably too much but there's just they're linked to so many guys i don't know who like they're truly all the way in those are the guys that i at least know they're super interested in or trying to get to visit or are visiting or they're ready to drop a bag for i think hunter dickinson could get literally like a million dollars that's what i'm hoping for i know he's he's had some issues hasn't he like kind of a prick sometimes but when he when those guys are on your team, it's all the all the better. Like we hated yeah. Marcus Smart. If Marcus Smart was a Jayhawk, oh my God, he'd be in the Raptors already. And like God, he's uh. the best defender ever. He didn't flop. He never would flop. No, never was. Man, that fight that almost broke out at Allen was so cool. Remember, I went on that. It was like airball Marcus Smart, dunk, steal, dunk. Oh, remember when Embiid blocked? It was either his shot or someone shot through the net. And he put it on Instagram after, like, trolling. Dude, he's going to win the MVP. He's insane. I was, yeah, I was reading about that earlier. Does Embiid get his jersey retired? Or is it only KU success? Or is that a guy that's so big that he's one of the best KU NBA players ever? Obviously, we had Wilt, but he's going to be a Hall of Famer. He's going to win an MVP, maybe multiple. Does the, he get his re jersey retired? I know there's, like, requirements but yeah. someone was asking me, like, does he get his jersey retired because he's so damn good in the league? And he's obviously, like, say recruits come to Lawrence, they sit behind the bench, they see Embiid's jersey in the rafters. They're like, damn, it's pretty right. cool. I would hope that, I, I don't know, it's so tough because what he played, like, 20 games here, 25 games. And once he got hurt and then they lost early. But, man, that's tough. I think they honor him in, like, the Hall of Fame, maybe, like the Booth yeah. Hall of Fame. Um, but I don't know if it's like Jersey hang up material. Cause like at some point they're going to run out of room and there's already four guys to come that have the requirements to do it. Ocean, uh, Devonte, T Rob, Frank, Frank, like, am I missing anyone else? Jay will, will be up there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Breaking news. Yeah. According John to John Rothstein. Have I got everyone responded like, yeah, dude, uh, this was broken the moment he was named to a or the moment he was Big 12 Player of the Year, right? That's the first I one. I think so. Or yeah. at least first-team All-American. Yeah, and he got all of that. So. And he's um, anything else you want to touch on? Do we got any football to talk about? Obviously excited for football eventually. Uh, oh, one cool thing. December 1st, the national champion Huskies come to Allen Fieldhouse. What a game that'll be. Legit chance that's a top-five matchup if the portal goes well for KU. 
Uh, that game is going to be special, and I think it's on a fucking Friday night, which sucks. You want to hear a really wild transfer portal um, rumor that you say from Oklahoma State that just blows my mind? Huh? Is Sanogo? Everyone, uh, okay, so talk like, about Sanogo transferring so Klingon can start next year. I just can't see it happening. But I, I, I yeah, I didn't even know if I was going to bring it up, but I had heard. So I think I can't remember who told me Cole maybe sent that like before the final four and then once they won it i was like well there's no way he's gonna leave a national champion to go somewhere else Most outstanding but player i know like but at the end of the day if we had this stud big last year and dave was set to come back could you like see that unfold if dave ended up winning the most outstanding player i mean we all thought he was he didn't win it he was so Boy, is he crazy and how much we've flipped on dave can you imagine like two years ago if i told you he's gonna be our best player at the final four and then the next year we're we were going to be sad that he didn't come back because we could have been a better team i said i'd cut my foot off if he was a top 100 player in college basketball remember that i was like after the 20 after the usc loss what did rye say i thought rye did the well, foot right oh maybe it was rye it was either something like he was so, so sure that it was going to happen or i was so sure that it wasn't going to happen and but it was definitely cutting the foot off I was listening. I somehow found like a clip KCSN tweeted out about us talking, and Ryan started it off. It was like we just all got to realize it. Dave is really good, and we just <laughs> started laughing. But it's so funny how much we uh, twisted on Dave. But yeah, I didn't. Do you have anything else to say? We talked about. I mean, guys left. We obviously had to touch on those guys. Sad to see them go. Hopefully, they find good homes. Hopefully, they play a lot. It really is sad because you get excited about. Um, Bill Self recruiting them, all the hype coming in, especially the hype with Bobby, MJ Rice. Um, and then we talked about guys that we might get. Bill Self, like I'm nervous right now. I don't know what's gonna happen, but it's be crazy nervous. because he's gonna he's gonna do it. Like he'll make something happen. He'll fill out the roster where they're a top five, top ten team in the country. We won't be worse than a four seed in the tournament. And then next spring we're gonna lose say like a Dickinson, Kevin McCuller maybe a freshman, and then we're going to do the same thing in the spring and be like, oh, my God, oh, Bill figures it out, and then he does it. I would like, I would hey. hope at that point, after seeing, like, two or three transfer portal sessions go through for Bill, that we would, like, fully trust that, okay, this is just going to work every year for him. Um, I do have one question. I don't know if we would be in on him, um, but if it came down to Sonogo or Dickinson, which one are you taking? Fit-wise, doesn't have to be who's the better player, but fit with this roster, who would you rather have? Because I have an answer I don't know if you're going to agree with. That's tough to me. I think Sonoga's super safe, and God, he's just alone. I feel like he would dominate in the Big 12, mm -hmm. um, especially against like a physical Big East where he was just so dominant. Um, and How he can, he can random... I don't know. He was randomly nailing threes against yeah. freaking uh, Miami. Um, I'd have to look up those numbers. I just, I like Dickinson's ability to stretch the floor. Mm -hmm. So I think I would take Hunter Dickinson, but obviously couldn't go wrong. Well, if you, the, the question about the shooting was like, if you're going to start KJ at the four, you're going to need whoever you have at that five to be able to stretch the floor a little bit. Like I can see KJ and Dickinson playing together. Don't know that I can see KJ and Snowgo playing together probably going to be a moot point because i don't know if he's actually going to leave i would be pretty surprised by that uh yeah jordan just said Sanogo shot 36 and a half percent from deep but only like one a game one attempt per game so 
it's not someone that's going to be a true threat to post up out there and hit a hit a shot. There you go. Yeah. Dickinson, forty two percent on almost two threes a game. So. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully next episode is like next week when they land a couple transfers or what. I'll, we'll figure something out next week. Hopefully a guest soon. We need to get a big time guest. We're working on it. Um, but yeah, I, I've pretty much said all I can say. I don't know if you have any more questions or anything we haven't touched on. Um, but I feel like that was a pretty good episode. The Bill Self Presser was elite. It was so awesome. It was super refreshing. And I sound crazy and I feel weird saying it, but it could be like a his health stuff that just happened could be a good thing long term. Like maybe this stuff like what if he doesn't do that, coaches in the tournament, we go deep, whatever, and he doesn't end up coaching very long, but now his health concerns have him all locked in. And he wants to focus on himself, and now we're going to get him like an extended five plus years than we thought. Yeah, and it's like more than just like for our happiness. Like this dude probably gained an extra twenty years of life. Like as dark as that sounds, it kind of sounded like if he didn't get the procedure done, it was like it was going to result in more. Um, so yeah, very glad he found it. It sucked in the moment, but at the end of the day, I think it's going to work out for everybody else. We can handle a random second round loss with circumstances that help us complain for like three years. Yeah. Yeah. So good episode. Talked about the bill. self presser guys that hit the portal guys that might come in. Um, Hopefully next, like I said, next time we talk, we land someone or we have a guest on, but thank you everyone for listening. AB always a good time. I know rise always, he has a business meeting every single night. Mm. I'm so sad he wasn't on the night, but always a pleasure. Um, And rock chalk. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.